inspiration. I can do anything. Education. Let's do this. And application. Oh boy, this is going to be good. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Keeping us out of the water hazard with some truth therapy and teeing up solutions for today's big issues. Here's your life caddy, Mr. Scott B. Black. So welcome to the world of Mr. Black. Welcome to the world of Mr. Black. I am he. You are you. The time is now for Like It Matters Radio. Living life like it matters. The hour of power. And if you don't know, there are so many ways to get your uh, get your mind right. There are so many ways to step into this process called the hour of power. Um, Radio Like It Matters. Uh, you can listen live, not just you people in Minneapolis, because we broadcast from Minneapolis on Freedom 1570, but anywhere around the world, my friends in China, my friends in Africa, my friends in Brazil, uh, you can just go to www.freedom1570.com and anywhere in the world, on your phone, on your laptop, on your iPad, whatever it is, uh, you can listen to this hour of power. And then my producers are so great. They're gifted men. Uh, Within 30 minutes of being off this radio live, uh, they will have it posted on likeitmattersradio.com. And help us spread the word. Go to your local radio station and say, local talk radio station. Tell them, hey, we need some Like It Matters radio. Uh, We are working to go nationwide syndicated. So we need your help because we are warriors in this cultural battle. There's a battle going on. And if you're not aware of the battle, then you're not in the battle. If you're not in the battle, then not only are you losing, but your family's losing, your your community's losing, your company's losing, our country is losing. Uh, and if it's possible, our God is losing. Today on Like It Matters Radio, I'm going to close the loop. You know, this week we've been talking about giving people back control because the lack of control uh, is one of people's greatest fears. You know, screw me once, shame on you. Screw me twice. Yep, shame on me. See, what we do here at Like It Matters Radio is we bring truth therapy. Truth therapy. So I gave my producer permission whenever he hears me say true therapy (laughs) that he can go ahead and hit that button whenever he wants because that's what we do. You know, it was Jesus Christ who said, uh, the truth will set you free. And it was Garfield who said, first, it's going to make you a little miserable. And so today, I want to bring some true therapy to you. And I want to remind you that you have more control than you want to admit. You know why? Because if you realize how much control you have, then you're not a victim. And see how we need to be a victim. And so in order to believe that we are a victim, we have to disbelieve or pretend that other beliefs don't exist. And that's what we're going to go into today. See, between the stimulus and the response, there's a space. And in that space is our power. It is our freedom. It is in this space between that our BS comes into play. See, what we believe dictates what we do and what we don't do. I'll say it again. What we believe dictates what we do and what we don't do, but not that only. It also dictates how we feel about it. Do we feel excited about it? Do we feel encouraged about it? Are we going to do it again? Do we feel ashamed about it? Do we feel embarrassed about it? Do we never want to do it again? All that 
comes in this things called the structure of our beliefs. And that's why today's show is called the House of Cards. You know, I've been doing a lot of study. I'm a man of God, first and foremost. And uh, uh, two great books I've been just deciphering, going through word by word, listen to them eight, 10, 12 times. Michael Heiser, a Hebrew scholar called The Unseen Realm. He's also, I think, producer of The Naked Bible, a podcast. Uh, and then Jonathan Kahn's book, uh, um, The Return of the Gods. And they go into this word Elohim. And, you know, we got to go back to the original Masoretic text because uh, we've mistranslated and translated to where we've changed the meaning of things. And the Masoretic text is Elohim. Elohim, we've always translated as God, plural, though. I am in Hebrews, plural. And so we always thought it was the Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. But uh, as we study the Masoretic text, we realize that's not true. The Elohim has two purposes. It's a formal name of God, capitalized. It's also um, um, translated the gods. See, there is a divine council. Uh, if you read uh, Psalm 82, You'll see it. Uh, Job 2, where have you been, Satan? Going to and fro. Divine counsel. Go to Genesis one twenty six. Let us make man in our image under our likeness. Divine counsel. There's lots of examples. Eden. What do you think the Garden of Eden was? That is God's dwelling place where the divine counsel met. Why do you think Eve was not surprised, was not scared, was not shocked that she was talking to the Nahash, the shiny one? that we translate into serpent, but it was no snake. It was a spiritual being, and she was comfortable around it. Why? Because that's where the divine council resided. And so the divine council met and uh, before the creation of man, and they were deciding, you know, where should we hide the truth from man? And this is a great poem uh, from a guy named Yagananda, but I actually heard this a long time ago, uh, just as I explained to you. They wanted to figure out where would we hide the truth from man so he would not become like us. And so the poem goes like this. Where shall we hide the truth from man? The gods all cried when he was made. How can we guard our secret now? They ask each other, most afraid. Hide it in the earth. He will mine it. Hide it on a mountain. He will climb it. Even in the sea, he will find it. Where shall we hide the truth from man? Quite beside themselves, they cried, this little guy will take our throne. We've made him far too smart not to claim our heavenly home. Hide it in matter, he'll analyze it. Hide it in water, he'll crystallize it. Even in hell, he'll surmise it. Where shall we hide the truth from man? They thought of stars in outer space or in the nature of a tree but they knew that man could solve each and every mystery. Hide it in the wind, he'll pursue it. Hide it in an act, he will do it. Even in an atom, he will view it. Where shall we hide the truth of man? Then they solved the mystery of how the frightened gods should win. The wisest said, let's take the truth and hide it deep inside of him. Hide it in his heart, for he will doubt it. Hide it in his soul, for he will live without it. Even if we should reveal and shout it, he won't believe the truth is within him. Again, it was Jesus who said, you shall know the truth. Not some truth, not a truth. He said, you shall know the truth. And this truth 
will set you free. And today, I'm going to go on the structure of our beliefs. This is what I've been talking about all week. There's a war out there. You know what the war is for? Our identity. And you're going to see why it matters. Because the only thing above our identity is our spiritual connection. And America's been run away from God for a good 40, 50, 60 years. So the thing right below that is identity. And you know, if you were to ask me who I was 20 years ago, I would say I'm an American. I'm a Christian. I am white. I'm a man. And today, all four of those things are threats to this country. And so now we have to figure out who am I? And not only have we attacked who we are, but there's also attacked what do things mean? What does it mean to be an American? What does it mean to follow after God? What does it mean to be patriotic? They've just taken a groups of people and say, you know, black people can't be racist. Uh, black people can't follow the law. Black people can't get an ID. Black people are victims. White people are persecutors. LGBTQ people are being attacked and threatened. See, all these lies, they attack our identity, they attack the truth, and what it creates is a crazy world. Boys want to be girls, girls want to be boys. God's so messed up, he can't even get our sex right. We don't know whether we're coming or we're going. We can't believe the truth. We don't know if we're supposed to be on the blue team or the red team. It is a state of confusion. And as a leader, if you can keep your head while everybody else is losing theirs, you will have a great following. So today on Like It Matters Radio, we're going to expose the house of cards. I'm Black. We'll be right back. My show is about helping people become all they were created to be. Well, we all occupy a body, and we don't know how it works. We are born into it. But, man, that's a machine. And when you understand how that machine works, then you can work it more effectively. That's my outcome, to help people be able to make better decisions, have some hope, be inspired to be better today than they were yesterday, to live their life like it matters. Like It Matters Radio with Scott Black. We are all in the construction business, constructing memories, relationships, new ideas, and a legacy that will outlive us. Life is best imagined as a construction project. Hey, can we get that backhoe over here? At Like It Matters, we craft tools and teach you how to use them. Mr. Black has a bevy of tools to help you build your life into your dream. One of those tools is individual life counseling. The best analogy is a life caddy, because sometimes you just need another set of eyes. A second tool, books by Mr. Black, always opening up your mind. Third, workshops, where we teach people how they work and how to function at a higher level. Nice job. That's it for today. Wrap it up. Contact Mr. Black at mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Building a better you today. Likeitmatters.net. Helping people live their lives like they matter. That's mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Discover the tools to build your relationships, your vision, and your life. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am black. And today, we are talking about a house of cards. You know, we have this structure of belief systems. And everything we do or do not do is driven by those belief systems. And part of life is selling. You know, selling is nothing more than gaining agreement from someone to buy your product, your service, your hand in marriage, your belief in God, whatever you're selling. And God tells us we are to be our brother's keeper. Uh, and if I'm at a party and uh, my best friend has their fly down, their zipper on their pants, 
and let's say they don't know it, I got some strange friends. Would you expect me to tell that person that their zipper is down on their pants? Would you want me to tell them or would you want me to not say anything because I might hurt their feelings? They might be embarrassed. Uh, maybe something a little more obvious is hanging out, if you know what I mean, wink, wink. And so they'd be ashamed, they'd be embarrassed. So I don't want to tell them because then they would feel bad. And then they might feel bad and then want to leave. Uh, and then they won't have any fun. And it's no big deal, you know. Uh, you know. You'd say, what are you talking about? Dude, tell the guy. Tell the guy his zipper's down because... He- you know, you see something he's probably not aware of. We call that constructive criticism in the business world. You see something that that person might not be aware of. And so this is what I do on this radio show. I, I show you a lot of things. I show you how you work. I show you how the world works. There are patterns all around us. There are things happening. But we don't have eyes to see. We don't have ears to hear. We, we lack a sense of acuity. We lack a keen awareness. We are unconscious creatures. We only use 3 to 5% of our brain consciously. The rest is at the unconscious level. We drive home at night in another dimension. Our mind is somewhere else. We're thinking about what we did today. We're thinking about what we're going to do tonight. We're thinking about what heck of a world do we live in. But we're somewhere else, even though our body's in the car. Now, our body is doing everything it's supposed to. It's checking all the boxes. It's turning. It's blinkering. It's braking. It's gassing. But you're totally unconscious. And then you wind up at home. You go, whoa, how did I get home? I don't remember driving home. There are four levels of learning. The highest level, or I should say the beginning level, is unconscious incompetence, where you don't know what you don't know. The second level is conscious incompetence. Now you know what you don't know. The third level is unconscious, I mean, conscious competence. Now you know that you know because you learned some things. And the highest level is something called unconscious competence. I'll say it again. Unconscious competence. It's mastery. You're so good, you're not even consciously aware why you're so good. You just run programs in the unconscious mind, and it's no big deal. Because you're doing it half, you're doing it unconsciously. And so you can't teach from level four. The whole point of this is look at all the unconsciousness in there. We are unconscious creatures. Uh, it's just the reality of life. And so when you have eyes to see and you have ears to hear and you actually turn them on, you get a heightened sensory acuity. You become aware of being unaware. That's one of the greatest things that people get out of my class. And so on this radio show, I do the same thing, and it makes some of you uncomfortable because I'm working to wake you up. The left, progressives, the Antichrist, always takes things of God and messes with them, perverts them, twists them. Look at the rainbow. The rainbow is God's uh, commitment to, the, to man. And it wasn't just not to destroy the earth by flood again. Read it. There's a lot more than that. He calls a, a, a call to life that every life will have an accounting. Read it. Every animal life, every male, every life will have an accounting. Read it. That's what the new covenant said. And the rainbow is a sign that God would never destroy it again. Look at the Bazaroth, a story about the, 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 the God of the Bible in the, in the stars. And we twisted and made it a horoscope. We took it from meaning about God to meaning about us. We took it from telling the story of how God created and how he's coming back in his redemption to make it about our futures. Notice how we twist and pervert everything. We take it from God's. I mean, look at the Sabbath. God gave us the Sabbath, the day of rest. 
And then we had to go make an entire book of laws out of it, like 500 laws based on one thing God said. God didn't make the Sabbath for man. I mean, the man man for the Sabbath. God made the Sabbath for man. So we can rest, go easy, trust in him. I'll feed you. I'll water you. Stop worrying about so much. And so, ladies and gentlemen, you got to face the truth. Jesus said the truth will set you free, but first it's going to make you miserable. You know, my mom was full-blood German. She's dead now. I buried her a couple years ago. She came over to America after the war as a child. And uh, it was tough sometimes talking about things to do with Germany. But I got this from Erwin Lutzer. Erwin Lutzer tells a story uh, from a witness in Germany like my mom who was there. Um, it was terrible, but my mom came over. So here's a story from a person who was in Germany during the Holocaust. Quote, I lived in Germany during the Nazi Holocaust. I considered myself a Christian. Weird stories of what was happening to the Jews, but we tried to distance ourselves from it because we could not stop it. A railroad track ran behind our small church, and each Sunday morning we could hear the whistle in the distance. And then the wheels coming off the track, coming over the tracks. We became disturbed when we heard the cries coming from the train as it passed by. We realized that it was carrying Jews like cattle in the cars. Week after week, the whistle would blow. We dreaded to hear the sound of those wheels because we knew that we would hear the cries of the Jews en route to a death camp. Their screams tormented us. We knew the time the train was coming, and we heard the whistle blow. We began singing hymns. By the time the train came past our church, we were singing at the top of our voices. If we heard the screams, we sang more loudly. And soon, we heard them no more. And then the eyewitness shared with Pastor Lutzer, quote, although years have passed, I still hear the train whistle in my sleep. God forgive me. Forgive all of us who called ourselves Christians. And yet we did nothing to intervene. So many of us call ourselves Christians. And our country is crumbling. So many of us call ourselves Christians. And our church is a mockery. So many of us call ourselves Christians. Our families are crumbling. Divorce and porn rates are no different inside the church than outside the church. I get attacked for believing in the rapture by supposed brothers and sisters to interpret the scriptures differently. But they're so angered that I want to give people hope. You know, ladies and gentlemen, people are lost. You've got to know who you are. That's why the famous quote by Martin Niemöller is so big. Niemöller enthusiastically welcomed the Third Reich at the beginning. He was a pastor. But there became a turning point in Niemöller's political sympathies. On January 4, 1934, a meeting with Hitler, Niemöller and two prominent Protestant bishops met to discuss state pressure on churches. And at the meeting, it became clear that Niemöller's phone had been tapped by the Gestapo. And so the FBI today, it's our FBI. We're no different than Russia and China. We persecute our political opponents. We prosecute them. I mean, if you, if you hate Trump, you get a jail free. If you're pro-LGBT, pro-abortion, the law does not apply to you. You are above the law in America today, just like they were in Germany, the Gestapo. They were above the law. 
It was clear that the pastor's emergency league, which Niemöller had founded, was under close surveillance. So following the meeting, Niemöller would come to see that the Nazi state was a dictatorship, one which he would oppose. And he's famous for this quotation. First, they came for the socialists, and I did not speak out because I was not a socialist. Then they came for the trade unionists. I did not speak out because I was not a trade unionist. Then they came for the Jews and I did not speak out because I was not a Jew. Then they came for me and there's no one left to speak for me. So ladies and gentlemen, I wanna help you figure this out. There's an existential crisis. Now I'm gonna back this up and for the next two segments, I'm gonna start here now and I'm gonna show you the exact chain of causation. First of all, we are meaning makers. We have an existential purpose. That's what logotherapy teaches, that we have a, a will to meaning. And again, the word existential comes from existence, which is an essence. It, it, it's really the existential question is a question concerning the essence of what it means to be alive. What is the meaning of life? What is the meaning essence of my life? Why am I here? Who am I? See, these questions are no longer asked. Who am I essentially? What is my true nature essence? What is my true identity? I told you I am a child of God. I am an American. I am a white man. See, those three things that I tell you, if you look at me, you see I am. Our I am statements, everything we do or do not do comes from our identity. When you know who you are, then what to do is a lot easier. Conversely, when you don't know who you are, then what to do is confusing. What is my greater purpose? How should I live my life? What is death? What happens when we die? If there is a God, and if so, what is his or her name? Remember, it's all about selling. Selling is nothing more than gaining agreement for someone to buy your product, your service, your hand in marriage, your belief in God. What are you selling in this broken world? In a world of moral ambiguity, a world of gray areas, instead of moral black and whites, good versus evil, how do I make moral choices? How do I choose between two competing bad choices? How do I choose between two competing good choices? Now, I'm going to tell you, at the point of absolute crisis, the protagonist, you know what a protagonist is? The leading character, major character in a drama. That's you in your book of life you're writing. At the point of absolute crisis, the protagonist realizes he or she has no one to turn for answers but him or herself. We alone must choose. And sometimes we need a crisis to re-examine, to question ourselves. God takes us in the desert, in the valley. That's what Romans 8.28 means. That God causes all things to work for the good, for those who love him are called according to purpose. God wastes nothing in God's economy. Everything can be used for good. I don't care where you're at in life. It can help you become better tomorrow. I don't care how good things are going in life. You can be better tomorrow. I don't care how broken things are right now. They can be different if you choose. I'm Black. We'll be right back. Welcome to the world of Mr. Black. You've had a difference in your relationship with God, too. Tell me about that. Um, yeah, I was I was raised in a church, uh, and I kind of stepped away uh, in, in my adult life. And this class kind of brought me right back to, to my faith. And that's a huge, huge part of my life that's just been missing. And I just, I, I feel rejuvenated, if that makes sense, that, you know, knowing that God's walking right next to me every day, every night. You know, he's right here for me and everyone else for that matter. But he's here for, for me right yeah. now. 
and you have some peace, don't you? Oh, it's 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 really amazing. Sorry, I'm going to get emotional, That's okay. but it's 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 amazing. It's an amazing feeling inside my heart. Like It Matters' unique approach allows people to see, hear, and experience leadership in motion. Like It Matters Radio. Radio Like It Matters. Give me 48 hours and I will give you a new beginning. Give me 48 hours and I will give you hope. Give me 48 hours and I will give you your power back. Because between the stimulus and the response, there is a space. And in that space is your freedom. It is your power. At Like It Matters Leadership Awakening, 48 hours will change the course of your life. Discover the very purpose of your life, along with the ability to achieve. Give Mr. Black 48 hours in the next Leadership Awakening. Sign up at likeitmatters.net slash schedule. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. What a week. We started this week with I am Spall. I I always want to say I am Spartacus. I am Spall, right? I am. A statement about identity. I am strong. I am powerful. I overcome. I am a leader. I am Spall. I am strong, so I do things. I am powerful, so I do things. Because I overcome, I am a leader. S-P-O-L. I am Spall. See, it goes into what we believe. Yesterday's show was I Believe. Because everything we do or do not do is driven by a belief system. And a lot of us believe that when things are going bad, we've done something wrong. A lot of us believe when things are going well, we, we're, God's pleased with us. That is not true at all. Life is an undulating line. It has ups and downs, highs and lows. See, it all comes down to our beliefs. Who are you? And based on who you are, what values and belief systems do you possess? And based on those values and belief systems that you possess, what capabilities do you have? And based on those capabilities that you have, what type of behaviors does that dictate or beget? And because of those capabilities and, 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 and activities you do, what type of environments do you find yourself in? See, you got to make sure whenever we talk about a donkey, we're allowed to say ass on the radio. But you got to make sure you're smarter than an ass. You know, one day a farmer's donkey fell down into a well. The animal cried piteously for hours as a farmer worked hard to figure out how to get him out. After a while thinking, he didn't know how he was going to get him out. He didn't have much means. So finally he decided, you know what? The time is now. It was most likely impossible to get that animal out of the well. And the animal was old, and the well was dried up anyway, so maybe it's one of those moments it's time to, quote, kill two birds with one stone. It just wasn't worth it to make the effort to retrieve the donkey. So the farmer, after he came to this conclusion, asked his neighbors to come over and help him to to cover up the well. So they all grabbed shovels and began to shovel dirt into the well onto that crying creature. At first, when the donkey realized what was happening, he cried horribly. Then, to everyone's amazement, he quieted down and let out some happy brays. The whole process, the men kept shoveling dirt, shovelful after shovelful, into the well. 
A few shovel loads later, the farmer looked down the well to see what was happening and was astonished at what he was witnessing. You see, with every shovel of dirt that hit this animal's back, the donkey was smart enough, and he was just shaking off and stepping up, shaking off and stepping up. As the farmer's neighbor continued to shovel dirt on top of the animal, he, he continued to shake it off and step up, shake it off, step up. Pretty soon, to everyone's amazement, the donkey stepped up over the edge of the well and trotted off. You know, ladies and gentlemen, life is going to shovel dirt on you. The trick is getting out of the well. I mean, the trick to getting out of the well is to shake it off. Step up. Every adversity can be turned into a stepping stone if we choose. It's a choice. The way to get out of the deep as well is by never giving up but by shaking yourself off and taking a step up. Proverbs 24, 16 says, A righteous man will stumble seven times but get back up, but the wicked will stumble in ruin. How many times you step up, Mr. Black? Well, it's easier. One more, then you got knocked down. And see, that's where the truth will set you free, but it's going to be a little uncomfortable. And so God uses crisis. You look at any time in the Bible that God was going to take someone on a big journey, and they had to go through the valley first. They had to go through the desert. I mean, think about Moses lived 120 years. You could break into thirds. 40 years, he was in, right, the, um, uh, Egypt, lap of luxury. 40 years, he was on the backside of Midian Mountain. And 40 years, he was in the desert leading people that were pains in the butt. And he didn't even get in the promised land. Two-thirds of his life was in the desert. Two-thirds of his life was in the valley. Two-thirds of Moses' life was pain, uncomfortableness, resentment, bitterness, struggle. And he's the greatest, one of the greatest examples we have. So sometimes we need a crisis to re-examine, to question us. It's an existential crisis. See, most of us, unfortunately, we should, and hopefully we're getting closer. We don't walk around asking questions like, why am I here? What's my purpose? We just exist. But for everyone, there will be times in our lives when the surface meaning of going through the motions in this temporal world is stripped away. And choose that, unfortunately, by some tragedy, by some separation. You find out someone's got cancer. You find out she or he has a boyfriend or girlfriend. You find out that they had a second life. You find out that they're lying to you the whole time. You find out they're addicted to porn. You find out, right? And this is why who, how you define yourself is so important. I want to tie the thing. So we go to existence. We have a will dominion. That's how God made us. Remember, God made us in his image, the God class. Genesis 1 1 says, In the beginning, God created. Our first introduction to God is as creator. And then 25 verses later, Genesis 1 26, it says, Let us make man in our image under our likeness. We were made as imagers of God. We were given free will. We were made for a purpose. We were made to create. And right now, let's use this existential crisis when America's lost, when our government is rogue. I mean, we are now no different than China or Russia. That breaks my heart to say that. And that's a true statement. We are a joke. We are, our court system's corrupt. 
the FBI, the CIA. We spy on people. We only bring charges against people we don't agree with. If you are part of the deep state, part of the woke, part of the liberal uh, Biden antichrist agenda, you have a get out of jail free card. You get sent money. You you can do whatever you want. You're not. You can never be called racist. You can never be called hateful. You can't be prosecuted prosecuted for a hate crime because all the bad stuff you do is against haters. So you can't be prosecuted for a hate crime because all you do is love. But you hate the haters, and it's okay because they're haters. So it's okay to hate them. Yeah, sure, Joseph Goebbels. Sure. Existential crises force us to question ourselves, ask ourselves what is our true nature, our true meaning, our true essence as a human being. Why do you get up each day? Why are you here? What is God's plan for you? What does your life mean when you can no longer be what you thought you were? If you thought you were here to be an athlete and you can no longer be an athlete, what's your life about? If you thought you were here to be a mother or father and now your kids are on their own, what's your life about? Some of you, let's be honest, please, no kids, I'm an adult warning here, adult warning. Some of you think you were here to copulate. Now, I, I did that for three decades, thought that's why I was here. That's not why you're here. It has nothing to do with being a man that you can lay a woman in, a, you know what I'm saying, and do ah, ah, ooh, ooh. Uh, last time I checked, the greatest man to ever walk this planet, Jesus, never had sex with anybody. Last time I checked, the greatest act of love had nothing to do with taking your clothes off. It had to do with giving your life for your brother. See, if your theology says that when your life is going well, God is pleased with you, and conversely, if your life is struggling right now, you're being punished, and then God is mad at you, that belief system, that script, that, quote, religion, it creates self-talk based on your belief systems, and it's going to create chaotic uh, in your heart, in your head. It's going to be confusing. There's going to be strife in your self-talk. Because our self-talk dictates our intercommunication, remember, there's two types of communication, the way we communicate with ourselves and the way we communicate with others. And we have 30 to 60,000 thoughts per day in the study of epigenetics. 87% of our diseases are psychosomatic. God tells you that our thoughts will dry our bones. The body releases 63 known chemicals, and those chemicals are released based on what we're thinking about, our breathing and our physiology, specifically our eye placement in relation to said physiology. So you gotta understand, this is where James' assertion that faith without works is dead. He's not disagreeing with Paul, who said it's grace alone, by faith alone, and Christ alone. He's agreeing. But what James is saying, if you really did change, it's inside out, like what Jesus told to Nicodemus, if you want to enter the kingdom of God, you must be born again, a new spirit. That's what James talked about. And so you gotta understand that we have life scripts. This is where it ties in logically. Remember, everything we do or do not do is driven by belief system. We have these life scripts. Eric Byrne is the father of transactional analysis. And he came up with the concept. The notion suggests our stories are very much written unconsciously. And for you know, young ages. And again, here's the question. You're writing a great book, it's called Your Life. Right today. What would you give the story of your life if you're going to be honest? But let me ask you, if you could write the story however you wanted, would you write it differently? Well, can I give you some hope you can? Remember, God used Manasseh, who, who got Isaiah sawed in half, to do great things at the end of his life. Remember, Samson screwed up a lot, a lot. But at the very end, he actually brought out more Philistines with him in his death than he did in his life. 
It's never too late. You draw a line sign, but you got to know how you work. What type of story is your life? Is it happy? Is it tragic or magical? Is it one of the great up until now moments? That's the Enoch had a great up until now moment. Read the book of Genesis. It says Enoch was 65. Then he walked with God and he was no more. Wow. 65 years of life, he didn't walk with God. And then he had a son called Methuselah. And then he had a visit with some angels. And the rest is history because he wanted to never to experience death. I can't promise you that. What I can promise you, when you figure out how you work, then you can make yourself work better to be everything that you were created to be. I'm Black. We'll wrap this up after the break. Be right back. When I attended the Leadership Awakening Workshop, I didn't know what to expect, but I was open. The tools taught at Leadership Awakening helped me discover things about myself that were holding me back from being all God created me to be. Providential? That word coins these life-changing classes because I now realize there are works God has already created for me to walk in, and these workshops helped me to see this more clearly. I received practical insights that I am already applying to be a more focused businesswoman, influential mom to my two teenagers, an eight-and-a-half-year-old son, and patient and and passionate wife. I got rid of a lot of clutter in my head. BS, they call it, belief systems that were not serving me. If you want to know what it means to empower others instead of trying to control them, if you want to build a productive team in two days, if you want to press the reset button in your life and give yourself a fresh new beginning, then do yourself and your family a favor and attend the next Leadership Awakening. It's time the giant in you comes alive. Leadership Awakening is coming to a location near you. Details at likeitmatters.net. That's likeitmatters.net. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am black. And we've been continuing the, the week talking about the power of our BS, the power of our belief systems. And what I do on this radio, what I've done all week, and what I'm doing today, ready for this? I'm bringing some true therapy. Truth Therapy. Oh, yeah. I like that. <laughs> inside joke, listeners. Inside joke. So, yeah, truth therapy. And it sounds good, but sometimes it's a little uncomfortable. Everything we do or do not do is driven by beliefs. There's a battle for your beliefs. There's an existential crisis. We've got to go back to the basis. Got to go back to God. Got to go back to what does it mean to be an American. Got to go back to who are you? Why are you here? What's your purpose? On your deathbed, how do you want your spouse to talk about you? How do you want your kids to talk about you? What do you want said about you about how you serve this country? How many people are walking with God because of you? What are you waiting for to hear? Well done, my good and faithful servant, or, or waiting to hear how, how great your life was and, and how much money you have? See, everything we do or do not do is driven by belief system, and most people don't know what they believe. There once was a man who lived by the side of the road and sold hot dogs. He was hard of hearing, so he had no radio. He had trouble with his eyes, so he read no newspapers. And, of course, he didn't look at television. He just lived on the side of the road, and he, and he sold hot dogs. But the saving grace was he sold very good hot dogs. They were some of the best hot dogs people have ever had. So he put up signs on the highway telling everybody how good his hot dogs were. He stood on the side of the road and cried out to all that passed, buy a hot dog. They're the best in town. Great hot dogs. Best hot dog ever. 
and you know what? They were good hot dogs. And people bought his hot dogs and he increased his meat and bun orders so other people benefited. He bought a bigger stove to take care of all the extra business so other people benefited. And he finally got his son to come and help him out with the business. So everybody else benefited. But then something happened. His son, who had been well-educated, his dad paid for his education. He, he read all the books. He got the paper on the wall. He, he got connected to the woke society. And so his son was going to help his dad. So his son had been well-educated by the world, by the woke. He said, Father, haven't you been listening to the radio or reading the newspapers or watching TV? You're doing things all wrong. He said, there's a big recession happening right now. The current business situation is terrible in this country. Aren't you listening to the TV? Aren't you listening to what people are telling you? Aren't you reading the newspapers? We have problems with unemployment. We have high living costs. There are strikes. We got pollution. The earth is warming. There's global warming. It's going to end soon. The influence on minorities are, are not being listened to. And, and, and LGBTQ people, they need to be able to make sure that they can dance around in front of five-year-old kids unharassed. There's so much going on. The, the drugs, the poor, the alcohol, capitalism, communism. After hearing all this, his dad became distraught, like, whereupon his, his, his father thought, oh my gosh, wh what am I thinking? My, my son's the one educated. My son's the one I sent to all the nice schools. My son's had the best teachers that America has to offer. He reads the papers. He listens to the radio. He watches TV. So he knows the truth. So his father cut down his meat and bun orders. He took down all his advertising signs and no longer bothered to stand by the side of the road to promote and sell his hot dogs. And his hot dog sales fell drastically overnight. And with that were these words. You're right, son, the father said. We certainly are in the middle of a recession. Be careful, Jasper, people. Don't tell me what to do with my body. Don't tell me who I can worship. Don't tell me, oh, I saw a hypocrite go to church. I'm not going to church because there's a hypocrite over there. And it's working so well, right? See, our scripts are unconscious. They're programmed. They're reinforced by society, reinforced by our parents. As an infant form, as a conclusions of their self. Remember, by the time of five years old, a child is five years old, a majority of their map morality in place. So they form conclusions of themselves, of the world and others. They, they will be receiving nonverbal, verbal messages from their parents, parents and from others. Nowadays, our teachers secretly transition our kids. Our teachers tell our kids not to tell your parents what's going on at school. That's what pedophiles do, people, and you're okay with it. This is where something's not right. You got to stop drinking the Kool-Aid. Stop taking those pills, whatever it is. Wake up. I don't care if you hate Donald Trump or not. What does that do with the destruction of our kids and our family and running from God? What does that do with hating Donald Trump? The two aren't the same. Separate the conflation. Logotherapy is a term derived from logos, a Greek word that translates as meaning. What is the meaning of your life? 
And then therapy is defined as treatment for a condition. That's what I do on this radio show. It's logotherapy developed by Dr. Viktor Frankl. The theory is found on the belief that human nature is motivated by the search for life purpose. Logotherapy is the pursuit of that meaning for one's life. If you're still focused on the temporal, if you're still a squirrel just working to get your nut, if you're just getting through, that's what this world, that's what the spirit of the Antichrist, that's what Joe Biden's team wants you to do. Just get through things. Get through the next crisis. Get through the next pandemic. Get through the next school year. Get through the next election. Get through the next anniversary. Get through the next medical trial. Get through the next crisis. Get through. And before you know it, you got through so much stuff that now you're at the end of your life lying on your deathbed. And you wonder, did it matter one bit? What difference did it make that the God of the universe gave me life? This is why there's a battle for your belief systems. They want to run you away from God. They want to run you to be confused about your identity, what what sex you are. They want to confuse you about the color of your skin, that if you're white, you're evil. If you're black, you're a victim. You can't do anything without the government helping you. The government has become too many people's gods. The god of the left is government. This is why you got to know your belief system because they've been working to program them. They've been turning off from Christians. They've been turning off from white people and turning off from men. They're teaching you. They're programming it. It's in the way they set up the articles. Read the articles. Look at how they program to say this guy's an idiot. This guy's a moron in the setup to the article. It's there. It's programming you at the unconscious level to think all Republicans are evil. All Christians are hateful. Anybody that doesn't agree with you dancing naked as a transgender in front of my kids, I somehow hate you because I don't want you to pervert my kids. I don't hate you. I don't know you. What you do behind your closed doors is up to you. I'm cool. That's between you and God, not me. This is why you got to know the logical levels. This, there are six levels, logical levels that human beings work with most often. This is the structure of your beliefs. The base level is your environment, your external constraints. You operate on that environment through your behavior, which is right above environment. Your behavior is guided by your mental maps and your strategies, which define your capabilities. That's right above uh, your behavior. And these capabilities are organized by belief system values. That's right above capabilities. And beliefs are organized by identity, which is right above belief systems and values. And the last one, your identity arrives its essential meaning from spirit. Why are you here? See, a person who has discovered that he or she has cancer, let me show you how it works. Let me just, I'll keep out the spirit part right now because this is what NLP works on. Identity, I am a cancer victim. So the belief, it is false hope not to accept the inevitable. So the capabilities, I am not capable of keeping well. So the behavior, I have a tumor and there's nothing I can do about it. So the environment, the cancer is attacking me. See, each one of those different levels has a different belief system based on the identity of I am a cancer victim. In the logical levels, it's top down. Your bottom level does not affect the level above it. The top level affects the level below it. Think about someone who's working toward a healthy goal, the identity, I am a healthy person. The belief, if I am healthy, I can help others. The capabilities, I know how to influence my help. The behavior, I can do things that are healthy sometimes. The environment, I go to the gym, I eat at healthy restaurants. How about someone who has a drinking problem? 
identity. I'm an alcoholic and will always be an alcoholic. The belief, I need a drink to help me stay calm and be normal. The capabilities, I can't seem to control my drinking. The behavior, I had too much to drink at the party. The environment, when I get around my friends to have a drink or two. See? Beneath our logical level of identity is a substructure of beliefs that dictate a majority of our experience. It dictates what we do, why we do it, whether we'll do it again or not, how we feel about what we did and what we didn't do, what that says about us, what that says about the meaning of life, the entire structure set of beliefs for every belief at the level of identity. This is why you've got to unpack your beliefs and repack them because you're not a five-year-old kid anymore. You are a powerful leader. You are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. I am Mr. Black reminding you, when you live your life like it matters, it does. You have been listening to Mr. Black, master trainer for Like It Matters. Please find us on Facebook by searching LIM Radio. Make sure to follow us, like our posts, and share with others. Also, search YouTube for Like It Matters. Be sure to like and subscribe to our channel. And for more information on how we can help you live life like it matters, go to likeitmatters.net where you can find more information on our transformational training, our life coaching, counseling, our radio show, and other ways we help you continue the journey of living life like it matters.